Praise the Lord, everyone. It is such a blessing to be here in the land of the living. Oh, yes, it is. I just thank God for giving us another opportunity to get it right. Well, I thought I'd come out and just share with you about my my weekend. I had the opportunity to speak. Yes, yes, God opened that door for me to speak um, uh, at a crusade. Well, the name of the crusade or the theme of the crusade was Awakening from Sin Crusade. Okay, and I just want to share with you uh, the word that God gave me to share with the people. And um, I pray that it be a blessing to you because it was definitely a blessing to me. Okay, well, the first thing God had me to do was to look up the word awakening. Okay, look up the word awakening, an act of awakening from sleep or an act of or moment of being suddenly aware of something. Then he took me to Second Timothy, the let's see, the fourth chapter, verses two through five. And this is what it says, because when I read Second Timothy, the fourth chapter, and these few verses, it reminds me of what we should be doing as believers. We should do the work of an evangelist. I'm reading the New King James Version. It says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Amen. Now, you know, he, when Paul was speaking to Timothy, and Timothy being a young man, but yet Timothy was gifted. He was anointed. And his grandmother and his mother, and later in, in the first or second book of Timothy, Paul talks about his mother, Eunice and Lois, and how he know that Timothy had an anointing because that anointing that Timothy had was imparted to him by way of the Holy Spirit through his grandma and his mother. Well, there were three, um, I guess you would say, three commissions here that the evangelists do. Number one, the evangelist is supposed to convince. That means to cause you to believe in the truth. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Okay? To rebuke. That means to express sharp disapproval of one's sinful behavior. If we're speaking the word of God and God has called us to be his mouthpiece, then yes, 
we have to speak about the sin because the sin is what separates us from the Lord. Exhort means to strongly encourage or urge you to change. Change is coming to someone in the name of Jesus. Because when we exhort, when we convince, we rebuke, rebuke and we exhort by way of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, then change will come. You will not be the same. Now, there is something what we call spiritual slumber. What is that? Awake from sin, awaken from sin, crusade. Let me go back to that, that thing. To be awakened actually means to discern the hidden agenda. Because everything is not always what it looks like on the surface. In, in a lot of um, things that we encounter, especially spiritual-wise, when it comes to the warfare that we, you know, that we um, experience. Because Ephesians, the sixth chapter, reminds us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And whenever you're on the path to righteousness, for righteousness sake, you're going to be in a war. There will be warfare. Because Satan don't want to release you. Because we were such good servants of Satan when we were out there doing everything that we could think about doing. But when we've been changed, when we've been convinced, when we've been rebuked, and when we've experienced an exhortation of the word of God, then we've been changed. Therefore, of course, the enemy and his imps do not want to let us go. Spiritual slumber is the situation in which the believer is weak, weary, and worn out, too lazy to pray, too lazy to fast or engage in Bible study. The believer finds it boring and is attracted to things that entertain the flesh. Now, I read this through, um, it's a Nigerian news Guardian News, and I thought this was so true. Spiritual slumber. Then the Lord took me to Romans. Romans, let's look at the 13th chapter. Okay. Romans 13, verses 11 through 14. And it reads, And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we first believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. My, my, my. It's time for us to awaken from sin. 
and put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. There are three avenues that first John tells us where the enemy comes in to tempt us because we all know his tactic is to kill, steal and destroy. He comes in by way of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. These are the three avenues that if we're weak in those areas, then yes, Satan will come in and he will, he will, you know, tempt us. Now we'll always be tempted, but we have to make the decision not to fall into temptation. That's why I believe it's Psalms, uh, the Lord's prayer says, lead us not into temptation. God is saying, come out from among them, having a form of godliness and doing and denying the power thereof, denying the power of the Holy Spirit to bring you out of sin and change your very nature, that sinful nature. We all have it, but God can and is willing to deliver you from yourself. If there's, there's that if you allow him to. It's time to wake up. Wherever there's sin, there is no fear of God. Let me say that one more time. Wherever there is sin, wherever there is a practice, habitual practice of sin, there is no fear of God. I don't mean when we make mistakes or we're in a situation where, but you know what? The Holy Spirit is just checking my spirit and say that God will always open a way of escape for us. He will not allow us to be tempted more than what we, you know, what we can actually, there's nothing unfamiliar about this temptation. Like I mentioned the three areas that Satan comes in to tempt us. These are familiar areas. Okay, and God will always open a way of escape. You just have to have that ear open, those eyes open, your spirit man open for when your back is up against the wall and you know that this, that the, it is the, you know, the temptation of the, of, of Satan. Look for the way out. Could be a phone ring, could be a knock on the door could be the cry of a baby. It could be a word, a gesture, or a literal door that's open for you to walk out of. But he will make a way of escape. Wake up and come out from among them. Now let's take a look at who is them. Is them spirits that rebel, whether person, place, or anything uh, that rebels against God, adultery, fornication, profanity, puffed up imaginations, judgmental, critical, evil, wicked thought patterns, gossip, superstitions, rebellion is that of witchcraft, stubbornness, arrogance. I remember years ago, I may have been in the 90s, 
The United Negro College Fund had a slogan that I often refer to sometimes, and sometimes we'll joke about it, but it is so true and so profound. It said, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. That's why we need to think on the right things. So think on the right, righteous things. Philippians 4 and 8 tells us those things that are just, true, pure, lovely. And Colossians says, fix your, your mind on thinking the thoughts that line up with God's word and God's will. Set your affections, set your thoughts on things above and not on things on this earth. That is why I often say, Lord, let this mind be in me, which is also in Christ Jesus. Right thinking. Right thinking is not just positive thinking. But right thinking is thinking on the word of God because the scripture tells us that the word will not return unto us void. God's word is living. It's sharp. It's powerful. It's double-edged sword. Think on the righteous right things. Come out from among them. Do the work of an evangelist. Convince, rebuke, exhort. Let that mind be in you. Let that mind be in us, which is also in Christ Jesus. Right thinking, righteous right thinking is a cleanser. Because if you practice it enough, the right thinking on God's word, it will repair Repair a wicked, selfish, rebellious, unclean heart. Only God can know that heart and only God can fix that heart. Wake up. Wake up. We can start by obeying God's word of instructions. Prove, proving yourself by practicing the word of God, working out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Wake up, wake up, follow Jesus and, uh, and discern what the hidden agenda is. Once you discern the truth behind that lie, uh-oh, then God has given you the ammunition to move forward. He did say with all thy getting, get understanding. Wake up. Let us wake up out of our spiritual slumber. And I do pray that you all have enjoyed this word tonight, today, this morning, wherever you are in the world. I hope that this will be some food for thought and for you not to forget to remember it's time to wake up and come out from among them. Let us continue to walk with Jesus 
Walk with him. Abide in him. And he will abide in you. Well, guys, it has truly been a blessing and a pleasure. And until the next time we meet, by way of this podcast, stay blessed.